<laughs> Rabbi Zoe is uh, queuing us into Facebook, so. Oh, okay. Fine, but um, I think everyone in the country is online right now, so it might be a little difficult. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But it, well, at least we started. <laughs> at least we're yeah. here, which is really wonderful. So I think that we can we can get started. Um, the idea was uh, we're all in our own little abodes, our own festivals. And yet we're connected like separate stars in a constellation. We make up one design together. And yeah. it's so important for us to see each other's faces, to be able to connect, to remember that we're not alone, and to be able to be there to support each other. Um, because when, we, when this ends, we're going to be stepping out into a different world. And exactly. we want to be able to step out into that different world together. So Pastor Boyd and I spoke a little bit about sharing some words of inspiration, words of godliness, of scripture, and I thought I'd turn it over to, to you, Pastor, and um, invite you to, to share some words of uplift with us. Thank you so much. Uh, let's start with a word of prayer. Uh, God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the cordiality between these two houses of faith, these two families of hope. We pray upon Temple Isaiah and upon fame and anointing of your blessings that our season of constraint will be one that will bring us out in the end much better than we were when we began. We pray for the world, we pray for our nation, we pray for our city, we pray for our children, for our elderly, we pray for those who are free, those who are incarcerated, we pray for those who live in hope as well as those who are overshadowed by moments of fear. Take us from where we are now and plant us the way you would have us be. We ask this now in the mighty name of all who made everything possible. Amen. Amen. Now, I know all of us are feeling a little pains of the COVID-19 stay-at-home order that was issued by Mayor Garcetti. And, um, and he did that in compliance with what was done by the U.S. government uh, from our highest orders of government, also by um, the governor of the state of California, Governor Newsom. And I want to remind all of us that while we're in this uh, 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 corona pandemic, uh, that uh, we should take advantage of this opportunity to do several things. Number one, we can really bond with family. This is a good time to find that relationship and that bonding event with our children, uh, with our parents, uh, with our grandchildren, and with members of the family uh, by phone or by uh, other methodologies. Teach our children and the young about how to manage emotions, uh, the emotions like fear uh, of the unknown and uh, emotions that are centered around this whole uh, epidemic that they have never seen or read of before. Uh, this pandemic also uh, invites and allows us to uh, it allows us to get some reading done. Uh, got uh, phased off for a minute there. Um, yeah. <laughs> for us to short, sort through some things. Sometimes we get so much clutter around our space at home uh, and other places. And this is a good time to unclutter some of our area. And uh, while we're uncluttering it, we have to organize and manage our life better. 
uh, it's a good time for us to draw closer to God. And part of that drawing closer to God is what we're doing tonight as we bring these two faith families uh, together. Uh, Rabbi Zoe and I thought it was a great opportunity for us to uh, bring the two faith uh, traditions together uh, outside of our confinement and outside of the social distancing that we've all had to subscribe to lately and to bring the temple uh, and uh, the fame family together. Uh, ironically, uh, it's, uh, it is uh, in times of this um, of confinement, uh, through social distancing, through sheltering in place, and through stay-at-home orders, uh, that's taking place right now in front of us, uh, and it's right here in what we call the season of the Passover. And um, the Passover festival mm -hmm. uh, is of great importance to uh, the Jewish faith as well as uh, to uh, the Christian faith. And all of us can remember uh, out of both communities what it signifies and what it means and, and how important it is to both our faith traditions. Uh, for the Jewish community, Passover begins uh, on the secular calendar uh, on Wednesday at sundown, uh, just a few days from now on the 8th of uh, April. April. And this uh, historical uh, or traditional Passover uh, time would signify God's deliverance of God's people uh, out of slavery and from under Egyptian uh, bondage. Um, for the Hebrews, uh, who were soon to become Jews, bondage meant, bondage meant constriction, bondage meant captivity, it meant oppression. It, it meant servitude, repression, and it also meant burdens. And burdens are things that really slow us down, hold us down, and constrain us. Um, uh, each of uh, these symptoms denote a slow march toward death. And uh, none of us want to be in that point, but that's what uh, confinement and burdens and slavery means. Um, before <laughs> Israel's liberation from, from bondage, God brought 10 plagues on, uh, on the people uh, of Israel. Uh, and it's ironic, uh, rather significant, uh, that uh, in the event of Passover, uh, it was around the last plague uh, that God brought among the 10 plagues that he brought upon uh, Egypt. And it was the uh, plague of what we call the death of the firstborn. And yeah. death of the first, firstborn uh, at, uh, indicates the death or the destruction uh, that God brought upon the land was actually in the making. And death was to come up upon the land and it was there because of the result of sin, disobedience, and stubbornness of the Egyptians and yep. more particularly the, the Egyptian Pharaoh. Uh, and uh, however, uh, while God was bringing this destruction upon the land, nobody was exempt. Nobody, not anybody, not the rich, nor the poor, not the famous, not the uh, common man or common woman, not male and not female, uh, not Protestant, nor the Catholic, not the Jew, not the Christian, not the white, not the black. It came upon everyone. Everybody was uh, um, um, susceptible to uh, the plague and nobody was exempt. It's kind of like the um, coronavirus that we find in our land today. Nobody's exempt from it. Uh, nobody, not, not the rich, not the poor, not the white, not the black. It's something that has come upon the land and it's here and everybody is, uh, is, is vulnerable to it. Uh, just to understand that even today, 
uh, Prince Charles was diagnosed with, uh, with the coronavirus. So all of us, while we're in this season, uh, have to realize that uh, just as the plague came upon uh, Israel then, uh, God had a blessing for Israel to, um, to actually buffer them, to cover them from the plague. And God has a buffering and a covering for us today from the plague, Amen. likewise. Um, it was on the eve of that plague uh, back then that uh, God established uh, Passover. And he ordered um, um, uh, the uh, Hebrews to come together in their own house, their own tent, uh, their own dwelling place. And while they were there, the day before, they were to find a Paschal lamb, one that uh, their family uh, could actually uh, eat. Uh, and not leaving the leftover uh, for that supper that they would come together and celebrate the Passover, uh, even at its, at its beginning. And God told them, in order to be um, covered from the plague that was in the land that would come upon the land, uh, he said, when you go in and dress the lamb that night, take the blood, drain the blood, and put mm -hmm. it in the pan, bring it out and take hyssop, and strike uh, the blood over the doorpost mm -hmm. with the branch of hyssop and your house would be covered uh, and immune uh, to the plague. While we're looking for um, uh, vaccines yeah. and looking we'll for those things here. to cover I'm us from the uh, uh -huh. coronavirus, okay. uh, it's symbolic of the same thing that God brought to the Israelites uh, then, uh, that they would be covered by, by the blood. And while we uh, look at that, uh, Israel was told that night to shelter in place. Meaning that when you go in and, and um, sacrifice the lamb and drain the blood and come out and sprinkle uh, it upon the doorpost, mm -hmm. that you're to go back inside and do not leave home, shelter in place. Mm -hmm. Rather ironic that we are called a shelter in place under uh, this plague of the um, uh, coronavirus. And even in the midst of that, God is giving us covering and protection and an anointing even right now while we are uh, talking about and celebrating the presence and the power uh, of God. So in the shelter in place, uh, Israel was uh, guarded against the death, the plague of death that would come upon uh, Egypt. And when the death angel came over, the death angel would see the blood of, over the doorposts of the houses that were uh, occupied by the Hebrews and they would be spared. And, and, and the Passover really means to be skipped over, to be bypassed, to be excused, to, to, to be exempt uh, uh, from that event. And God is doing the same thing for us today. So we thought it important for us to come together and talk a little bit about uh, that Passover. And not only uh, from the Jewish perspective, but also from the Christian perspective too, because we celebrate Passover uh, even with Christ. And we can all remember that as we come to the Holy Week expressions and celebrations, that uh, we celebrate Jesus um, having uh, the Passover, the traditional Passover meal with his disciples. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the meal, uh, we celebrate every first Sunday, Holy Communion, which represents the same thing that Jesus mm -hmm. initiated uh, in the upper uh, room of the chamber uh, when they celebrated the, the uh, Lord's Supper. So it brings us together and it know, we know that uh, that celebration of the communion brings us in line with the forgiveness of God. And once God forgives us of our sins, then we are brought back into compliance with God one more time, just as the Hebrews, uh, Israelites were covered uh, from the plague of the death of the firstborn. So are we covered today 
from the sins that might often um, put us and make us vulnerable before God. So Matthew 26, uh, 17 uh, through 27 uh, is pretty much similar to the 12th chapter of Exodus in the Christian Bible. So we celebrate together and we find unity and find oneness in these two passages uh, from the Jewish as well as from the Christian tradition. Rabbi, are you still on board? I'm still on board, yes, amen. I just wanted All to- All right, good, good. I wanted to jump in and to add some blessings and some words of scripture and learning. Um, when I see all of your faces, I think about the priestly benediction, which says, um, may you be, uh, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you. May God's face lift to you and grant you peace. And you notice in this threefold benediction that God's face is mentioned twice. God's face shines on you and lifts to you. And it just imparts to me how important it is to see each other's faces, that it's really your face is the Ark of the Covenant, and to see you is really to see godliness. So it's really beautiful to be together. And we are coming upon, you know, preparing for Passover, preparing for Easter. These are our spring holidays. These are our holidays of rebirth, of resurrection, of those seedlings that are hidden deep under the ground and their buried vegetables breaking through and blossoming forth. And I think about the, the end of the long, the book of the Song of Songs talks about the end of a long winter. Now for us, it might not be the same, LA doesn't have the same kind of winter, but the end of a long quarantine um, results in a kind of springtide of awakening as well. So we imagine once we step out into our Easter, into our Passover, what is this new spring going to be? What, is, what are we going to generate? What is our creativity? Mm-hmm. I want to put into the, if you open the chat on the side, mm-hmm. I just wanted to, if I can um, paste, if you could see a little verse, it's from Exodus 25, verse 15. Yeah. It's a little tiny verse. It just says, the poles shall be in the rings of the ark. They shall not be taken from it. So what is the meaning of that? It's actually a double commandment. It says, when you build the ark of the covenant, you should put the poles in the rings. That's the positive commandment. You shall do this. But it's also a negative commandment in that you shall not remove them. They should always stay. So the the repeat makes us think, oh, this is super important. So what's so important about the ark having the poles and the rings? Well, what the sages suggest is that it enables us to lift up the ark and take it with us wherever we go. In other words, our faith should be one that could travel with us, no matter whether our lives take us, our lives take us to the hills or to the valleys, whether we're alone in our cubicles, whether we're alone in our homes, or whether we're gathering with large groups of people, we should be able to carry through the shadows and through the light all of this faith stored up inside of us. There's a beautiful children's story that I love. Um, I think it's called Frederick the Mouse. I don't know if that's the actual, I think that's what it is, but it's about all of these mice and they're storing up food for the winter. And there's one mouse who's an artist and he's not gathering any food at all. And they're all kind of annoyed at him for freeloading and not working. And um, 
in the eventually they go into their little cave winter has come and they're eating the food and frederick is enjoying the food as well um and they start to become so bored that they start going crazy and frederick it turns out that all the time that he wasn't gathering the food he was collecting stories he was collecting colors he was collecting descriptions and he starts sharing the colors and the stories with his other mouse friends and his stories save them in the end. Yeah. I love this story because it language as Pastor Boyd said is so important. You know, we the clergy have all been uh, upset with the language of social distancing. It's physical distancing, but we really don't want socially to be separate from each other. We need each other. And also the language of non-essential people or non-essential work. Each one of us is an essential person made in God's image. And we're learning more and more that the holiness, that the holiest people, we're all holy, that our society depends on warehouse workers, on truck drivers, on cashiers, on mm -hmm. nurses, that there's no non-essential people, that we all work together to create this incredible um, life that we live together. One of the things that Pastor Boyd and I talked about a little bit uh, the other day was that in both of our traditions, we have um, the sacredness of washing your hands. So Pastor Boyd uh, shared with me the verse that is from Psalms, which compares cleaning, having clean hands with a clean heart. I'm going to put it into the side here. Um, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. And also in the book of Exodus, it's written that when we build our tabernacle, when we build our holy place, we should build it with a wash basin. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while, the, while the, the Hebrews were thinking about all of the things that it takes to make a holy space, they weren't just thinking about the curtains and the gilded arc and the carved ornaments. They were also thinking, we need a sink. We need to be able to wash our hands and to come in to meet God with pure hands. And while we're all thinking about washing our hands, I'd like to suggest that this is such a holy act. I read a poem by a woman named Doris, Dory Midnight. You can look her up and she wrote a beautiful poem called Relearning to Wash Our Hands. And she said, when you wash your hands, you should wash your hands as if you're washing the last teacup that your grandmother brought with her from across the ocean. You should wash your hands like you're washing the feet of Jesus. You should wash your hands with a, re with a reminder that water is made from time and miracle. And these small acts are actually sacred acts that we do for the sake of each other. Amen. Um, that brought back to mind too. Uh, uh, thank you so much for the stories. They're so real and they're so invigorating. Um, one, one of the doctors from the Centers for Disease Control uh, was discussing uh, on last Friday what he called the miracle, or should I say, the science of us. He talked about the lathering of soap on the hands and doing it vigorously uh, for 20 seconds and then washing it or rinsing them under clear water. And he said, those are just as good as the germicides that we buy 
uh, in gel form, mm -hmm. that's as good as other uh, antibacterial agents because the science is so clean. It's kind of symbolic, uh, Rabbi, of uh, the power of God's forgiveness. Uh, that the, the forgiveness of God is stronger than any other uh, application for sin that we could ever think of. And as we're forgiven of our sins, we're made clean and pure yeah. all over again. And no matter how often or how deeply or how much we sin or continue in sinning, uh, our repentance uh, before God has a power of reconciliation, bringing us back a front and center and full circle uh, with God in union. So, so the power uh, of soap has uh, a big, uh, plays a big part and a big role in cleaning our hands. And the power of God's forgiveness uh, cleanses us from all of our sins and unrighteousness too. And there's nothing like it. In the Christian tradition, we sing a hymn that says, uh, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood, <laughs> but blood of Jesus. Make me whole again. Nothing but the blood, the blood of, Jesus. of Jesus. It is the Old Testament tradition that, that uh, uh, no sacrifice is actually, uh, no sins ever forgiven then without a sacrifice. And sacrifices many times and most of the times are symbolized by the shedding of blood. So it is uh, through that tradition in the Old Testament for Jews and our New Testament tradition that the blood plays a, a significant role and part, as does soap uh, play a significant role and part in our being clean today. So uh, he that has, she that have, they that have clean hands and a pure heart uh, shall ascend into the holy hills of God. So it's a great time to celebrate and to uh, share with our, our Christian and our Jewish brothers and sisters. And, and mm -hmm. I'm sure maybe some from other traditions who are on the line too because we did invite everybody to reach out beyond your tradition and invite others to be a part of our sharing too. Um, Pastor Boyd, can oh, yes, you hear Doris. me? Yes, Doris. Yes, you know, it's, um, I was trying to figure out how to really plug this in, get connected with this uh, that you guys have set up for today. And God guided me to do it. He guided me. I didn't know how to do it. And I took my time and God guided me because the same scripture and what Pastor Board is talking about, Matthew and Exodus, I read it last night. But, and and I, I'm hearing everything that he said and what I was reading, I would try to put it in respect to understand it. And now that you was on the same subject, what I was reading from the Bible, the scripture last night from the Bible, Pastor Boy. That's the reason why God got me to, to listen to you guys tonight. Well, excellent. Rabbi Zoe and I that appreciate the fellowship with, two, with the two congregations and faith groups. And thank you all for your joining in. Well, I could Rabbi. not miss it. I could not miss it. Good. I miss hearing you preach. I have to watch it on, <laughs> I have to watch it on, um, on live this, streaming. Yes, yeah. on live stream. But it's not the same. But you know, any time that I can uh, log in to where you at, I'm going to follow you. Thank you very much for your encouragement, and thank you, Rabbi. Doris, I just wanted to say that I keep thinking about, and I'm looking at the clouds behind Gregory on his green screen, and mm -hmm. I keep thinking about how we um, we tell the story, we share the story of Moses ascending the mountain and entering into the cloud to receive God's word, and uh -huh. here we are. We are literally in the virtual cloud together, meeting there. And it's really very powerful. It's a different way of meeting. I wanted to just say a word about soap. Um, I had learned from 
a, a psychotherapist in my congregation that in psychotherapy, they sometimes use the acronym SOAP when people are panicking. So if you're panicking, you're supposed to SOAP the situation. What that means is you first think subjectively, how am I feeling? What's going on inside of me? And acknowledge that. Then you look at it objectively. Okay, what's actually happening? Do I have cabin fever or things as bad as I think they are? What's really going on? Then once you've done that, you assess the situation mm -hmm. and then you make a plan for how to, how to deal with it. But a lot of people, when they panic, they go straight to the plan. They make a plan and they plan too fast without <laughs> to really think about what's going on and to soap the situation. I wanted to, we, you know, there's taking care of ourselves, there's taking care of our faith communities, but there's also the city and the nation and the world. We're all engaged in this one conversation together. And one of the things that concerns me um, is when we emerge from this, um, what is the wreckage when we come out of our ark? What is the wreckage that is going to need us to come together and help, whether it's um, financial um, or people emerging from abusive households? Um, you know, what, who are the peoples who are most vulnerable and how can we be creative and generative and generous in reaching out to them? I think this is an interesting time we're almost all in a Sabbath together um, where we can't go to our, you know, do our normal daily activities. We have to do everything a little bit differently. You're right. So when we learn, um, who are the people who are going to need our hands the most? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, can, can I um, offer a prayer? Yes. Um, and uh, this is in direct response to uh, Rabbi Zoe's uh, uh, acronym of SOAP um, because it's, it's so meaningful and so real now. Uh, most of us are following the news. We're waiting uh, for um, God's healing hand to come and to disperse mm -hmm. the cloud uh, of the virus. Um, and some say it's already here and others are saying now the midnight is still upon us. We can't uh, go forward until we know it's clear. Um, so, so let's pray. Gracious God, we, we thank you for the moment. We thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for Rabbi Zoe. We thank you for Temple Isaiah. We thank you for the congregations of both houses. We yes, thank you again yes. for our nation. But we know that we can do nothing uh, effectively and successfully except there be great human leadership that you give that leads us to follow the divine leadership that's already present. We pray your anointing upon those in Congress, upon those in the assembly at the state houses, upon those who give leadership from the governor's mansion, from the city hall chambers, as well as from the White House and the, uh, the Congress in Washington, DC. We pray now that our leader who tries now to move us perhaps more rapidly than we should be moving when all matters mm -hmm. have not come mm -hmm. to their full conclusion yes. out yeah. of the moment of uh, infestation uh, to, to an exposure that may be uh, catastrophic for all of us and bring us back into uh, the situation of harm's way again. 
Oh, oh God, we pray that you will uh, help uh, our leader to become subjective, mm -hmm. to really realize what's going on within us as a nation, as a people, yeah. and the matter that is also troubling and filling uh, all of our hearts many times and too often with fear. Help them to see objectively what it is going on. Help him to work with the various organizations, not only in America, but throughout the world, and the leaders who offer themselves in the process. Help him well to access, oh God, all the things that can be done, that can be used, respirators. Yeah, yeah. We pray your blessings upon masks and bandages, and we yes, pray yeah. for medicine. We pray for the plans and for the expectation of medicine that can offer an inoculation or a vaccine. And we pray, oh God, in the end that you'll give a plan, a plan that will bring our economy back to where it should be, a plan that will bring us back together as a people, a plan that will help our families that may have been inconvenienced economically and otherwise, a plan that brings our schools back to a point of engagement and operation, a plan that brings back this nation to where it should be in a place of leadership for the world, a plan that brings hearts and minds back together again, knowing that we all brothers and sisters in this together and accept we uh, receive now this opportunity to live together uh, as brothers and sisters. We, we may very well perish by the uh, disease that is upon the land. And we pray that plan, that so plan upon our leadership at every level. We pray it now in the name of him who created everything. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. Way to go, Pastor Boy. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Rabbi, we're, we're so grateful to you for your ingenuity and for um, uh, your insistence and for your, you're always uh, available whenever um, uh, a challenge comes whether it's a challenge about um, the safety and security of our houses of worship, or whether our houses of worship have been uh, attacked by terrorism, or whether there's a disease, a disruption uh, in the land uh, of significance, Rabbi Zoe and I are always going to give each other a call and make sure that we bring our families and our congregations together to speak to and address and to offer any kind of remedy we can for the situation. So thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Pastor Boyd. Thank you, Rabbi. Pastor Boyd, I have a question. Before we get a question, I just want to encourage everyone. You know, this, this crisis is bringing out um, such beautiful relationships between neighbors. But I'd like to encourage that we extend that same generosity and love to the people living in our own homes. <laughs> Sometimes when we're yeah. up together, yes. we, um, we get annoyed with each other. It's hard to share space. But let us <laughs> the people we live with as our holy partners and take care of them as we would take care of each other. Amen. 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 Blessings to everyone. Rabbi Klein. Can I, yes. Uh, Pastor yeah. Boyd, can I, can I interject? Yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah, this is, okay. Rabbi, Rabbi is leading our time. She's leading our time together, but go right ahead. Okay. This is Sega. And uh, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. The two favorites of uh, mine, 
Zoe, you are like, so special. Pastor Boyd, you are amazing. I have this uh, uh, that I want to share, you know, stigma, you know, negative connotation associated with it. People are afraid to speak that, hey, I'm depressed, I'm, I have anxiety, or I'm afraid. We are, you know, we are afraid to ask those kind of questions. But today, who, if it's not my wonderful pastor and our sister uh, from Isaiah, Zoe, I want you to pray for me. Just like uh, pre-existing disease of coronary artery disease or, or um, gastrointestinal disease or blood pressure, the brain also suffers in this time. The brain really big deal suffers. And uh, I felt like this two days, I was very down and down, down. Even though I'm so excited my two daughters are with me, I was down and I was asking myself, why am I down? Why am I down? And so the good Lord was saying to me, we are just afraid and you should not be afraid to share. So I'm not afraid to share, I'm down, I'm scared. What is gonna happen? As a single mother, my daughters are here with me, something new. They were traditional students, now they are online students. It's taking them time to learn the online. And then they have tests online, they have homework online. They don't come out from their room, even though we live in the same you know, uh, household. We only meet three times, breakfast, lunch, dinner, because I have been, my pastor knows, I have been sick this last uh, two years. I don't want to, to jeopardize my health, but number one, pray for me. Number two, give me some, something that I can work with so that I don't go to deep depression. That's all I want to ask. You know, I think that one of the interesting things is that the whole world right now is standing still. And I've heard from a number of people who have suffered from depression that it's the first time in their lives where they feel that the world is actually with them, that they're not different than everyone. We are all depressed. We are all struggling with the unknown. We're all struggling with what it means to not be in control anymore. And because of that, we're turning to God, we're turning to nature, people are walking, animals are moving back into cities, waters are getting clearer, the sky is clearer, and it's almost as if we are in the middle of a great societal reset. And it's going to, and it's hard, but we're going to get there together. Um, Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel taught that for six days a week we do work. We do work in space, building things that we need in the physical world. But on the Sabbath, we don't stop working. It's just that we're not building in space anymore. We're building in time. We're building palaces in time. And we're doing the work of the soul, the inner work. And so right now, it's hard for some of us to face that inner wilderness, that landscape, that moonscape that's inside of us all. It takes courage and it takes faith, um, but we're all doing it. And the prayer is that we emerge from this terrifying pandemic. We, re we emerge with a remaking of our social fabric, a social fabric we all take collective responsibility for the health and well-being of everyone in our society.
because if even one person is not well, then we're all vulnerable. And this is a great lesson, an important lesson that God is teaching us at this moment. Mm -hmm. Thank you. uh, You had put something up about the wash basin and it it reminded me of uh, the neighborhood I grew up in Brooklyn was a a large Hasidic community, uh, Lubavitch. And and before anyone ate, there was always a, uh, uh, some of the restaurants, there was a wash basin there and even though someone would go to the bathroom and clean their hands they would still come out and clean their hands before uh coming to uh to eat and it was a ritual of cleansing and in some ways we're going through this a cleansing of our spirit a cleansing of uh the 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 virus uh, the cleansing of ideas and things that we were doing perhaps wrong or it, it's a spiritual cleansing uh how many people have done spring cleaning or cleaning up their I think uh, uh, Robert mentioned that he cleaned up his office. Um, I, I know I've thrown away a lot of papers and files. So it's, it's, it's a cleansing in many, many ways. What an incredible Easter it will be, right? And Passover to emerge, to be reborn, all of us together. And thank God for the recalibration. It brings all things to a new start. And we get a chance to start over, to clean over, uh, to, to start over clean, refresh, revived, and renewed. And that's really what Passover and what Easter is all about. That, that rebirth, that, that emerging from the past, from yesterday, and taking advantage of the new, the present, and, and, and the, the vision of God uh, for every one of us, and then inspiring us to have and to cultivate a vision for ourselves and for our family and the community around us too. Pastor Boyd, there, I don't know if you this uh, popular um, prayer at weddings where you have the couple hold up their hands and look at their hands. And it's a beautiful prayer where um, you say, these are the hands, look at each other's hands. These are the hands that will hold you, that will caress you. These are the hands that will soothe you in troubled times, that will celebrate with you in the good times. And so I'd like to invite us now, if you could all hold up your hands. We, this is a time where we're washing our hands, we're careful about who we touch, we're careful about what we do. There's a beautiful um, reading, there's a beautiful words that Rabbi um, Joseph Konevsky said, and Rabbi Joseph Konevsky, and he said, every hand that we don't shake must become a phone call that we place. Every embrace that we avoid must become a verbal expression of warmth and concern. Every inch and every foot that we physically place between ourselves and another must become a thought as to how we might be of help to that other should the need arise. It's obvious that distancing will take its toll not only upon our community's strength and resiliency, but upon the very integrity and meaning of our spiritual commitment. So may our hands be dedicated to lifting up each other and to building holy places in this world, to building a tabernacle that is made of moments and encounters like this. It's such a blessing to see your faces. It's such a blessing to know that if we reach out a hand, that there'll be others that will take it and that we'll be soon praising together. Amen. Amen. How beautiful. How beautiful. Good. Um, and, and about... Thank you. 
Pastor Boyd. We want to thank everyone for coming together um, for this virtual service of blessing and sharing, just for allowing us to enter into each other's homes. Um, may we soon be there in person as well. Amen. May, may Amen. our words um, be the uh, blood of the Paschal Lamb that uh, you strike upon your doorpost. And may the blessing that we shared together tonight uh, be the covering and protection, the anointing that God will place upon your house, your lives, your families, and all of your uh, assets as we move into the season of being recalibrated for a new tomorrow. Thank you and amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Boyd. Thank you. Bless you. Good seeing everybody. Bless you. Bless you guys. God bless and keep you. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat>